Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. I'm so glad that you're joining us today as we continue on in this series, Talking Kingdom Culture. And it's my privilege today to get to have a conversation with Pastor Rod. Pastor Rod is a great friend of River Valley. He's actually been with us many times. Uh, Pastor Rod, thank you for coming and taking some time, being with us today. And uh, we're going to explore some really fun spaces in the Word today. Um, and we, we, you know, we've, we've been in the Sermon on the Mount series and just really talking about kingdom culture and what it looks like. And it is just such an honor to get to hang out with you today and get some insight from you uh, into the space that we're going to jump in today. So uh, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Well, thank you for the invite. And again, welcome River Valley family. It's so good to be back with you. And, you know, one of my favorite people is Pastor Tim. Come on. And that's not just saying <laughs> that. That's that's actually a real truth. And so it's a real joy to be able to be together and just yeah. to dive in the word. Absolutely. And, uh, so we're going to we're going to look at that right now. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's jump do it. right into Matthew chapter six. And we're looking at uh, these uh, this beatitude and, and reading out of the New Living Translation with this. It says, uh, watch out, don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for, though, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, uh, blowing tump- trumpets in the <laughs> synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. Mm-hmm. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything Mm. will reward you. Mm. Yeah. It goes on to say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it's kind of all one thought that Jesus was going through. He, He speaks a very passage of scripture that we're pretty familiar with oftentimes in the church, but I want to just read it real quick. And then we're going to take some time and just talk about this together. It goes on verse 19 says, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them. And where thieves break in and steal store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal for wherever your treasure is there, your desire. Some translations say your heart Um, will be also. Verse 22 says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your whole body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And there's a lot packed into this sure passage is. of Scripture. There's yeah. a lot that Jesus is, is unpacking for us here. And he's talking with us a lot about this kingdom principle in the kingdom of God of generosity. Mm-hmm. In other words, understanding uh, the heart attitude behind our resource yeah. and the things that God's given us. Yeah. Um, and he really takes us into this space in, in kind of throughout this whole Matthew chapter 6 space 
of, of looking at how we address finances in our life, how we address the resources that God's given us in our life. And this is always a touchy subject with people um, because our resources are so tied to a lot of our identity Mm -hmm. and a lot of who we think we are, right? right? We spend so much time in in investing into the resources of our lives that it's a really close up. And Jesus knew that. And Jesus really called us into this space of 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 looking at it from a really kingdom perspective. And I love how he started it for us here, Pastor Roy. He started us off with watch out. And um, I know as parents, we say those words a lot. Uh, I know your son. Yeah. My guess is you've probably had to say watch out to Mark a few times throughout his life um, because we, we oftentimes as kids get ourselves into situations um, that would provide a, a potential for harm in our lives. Yeah. You know, the, when, when Jesus gives warnings like this, <laughs> we, we need to pay attention, yeah. you know, because you know it's a really a big deal. And yeah. we, we live in a very materialistic culture, True. Uh, probably more so than most of the world. And, yeah. and so that warning is for our good. It's, yeah. it's because he loves us. He says, hey, there's a, there's a bog, there's a yeah. sinkhole that's right in front of you. Mm. And if you don't do this intentionally, if you don't watch out, mm. you're going to get sucked into something. Something you really don't want. Well, and we, 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 we know that this is one of the major things that Jesus had against the Pharisees, the religious folks of their time, was everything that they did was for other people to see. Right. Right. And it goes back to this heart condition. I, just for you that are watching, when, when God is talking about money, he's always talking about our heart. Dealing with the motivations of our heart in this. And Jesus opened up by saying, hey, watch out. Like, I've screamed this at my kids probably a thousand times, right? Watch out. Like, pay attention to what this looks like and how it impacts your life. And this is what Jesus was calling out to us here. And then he kind of thrusts us into this space of talking about Money and you know wealth is of course money and it's our all of our resources. Yeah. it's our possessions, the yep. things we own, and mm. and so as Christians we think in terms of we don't own it; it's right. God's. Right. And so if God asks us to give it, mm. well, it wasn't mine to begin with. Right. So it's there. But I think it's interesting that He talks about this thing about not doing it before men, mm. because the Pharisees are obviously were the religious people, yeah. and of course the greatest enemy to a relationship with God is religion. <laughs> And the truth of God's word, mm. nothing can can nullify the word of God like like our religion. Right. And that response of trying to do it out of mechanics right. rather than out of love mm-hmm. or out of a heart yeah. completely turns things upside down. It's interesting right. in this passage where it talks about the, the Father wants to reward us. Mm. It says that several times right. in those first four, four verses. Yeah. Well, the, the fact is, is that God is in a relationship with us mm. and he wants to bless. Yeah. God is the most generous being in all the universe. There's yeah. nobody even compares. Yeah. For God so loved the world that right. he gave. gave. You know, when you think about what he gave was the most precious thing to him that you, you can't even imagine. Can you right. imagine giving your son away? I can't. Jeez. Honestly, you I know, cannot. Sometimes yeah. Mark, you know, he's a problem. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never have ever thought I wanted to give him away. Right. But, but again, this thing of of generosity is mm. so much about relationship, yeah. both vertically and horizontally. Yeah. And so when we, when we miss that component... Mm of giving as unto the Lord and being an expression of who God is uh, because that's what we are to do express. We express the character and the nature of God. As it says in Ephesians, be imitators of God. Mm. So it's all about this relationship. And that's why God wants us to be connected with people 
and to be in relationship with mm. people as we give. Yeah. You know, and that's one of my concerns about, you know, giving $20 to a person on the street yeah. that's begging because it's not in relationship, sure. no accountability, there's right. really no help. Yeah. It may soothe my conscience, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. really do kingdom work. Well, you know, and that's interesting. Uh, these are going to be great conversations for you guys to have here in just a few minutes in your group. What does it look like to be generous? It's really a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? They, they had a religious mindset and traditional things that they would do to look generous. Sure. But what God was trying to get to our heart here through Jesus's teaching was this place of our heart. Do we live with a generous heart? Do we live a lifestyle of generosity? And it's so important. I love how Jesus was saying here, listen, pay attention to where your eyes go. Pay attention to trying to keep up with the neighbors. Pay attention like those things are what are going to trip you up in your generosity. Because what it does is it seeps into our heart and causes us to be discontent. And when we're discontent, we aren't thankful for what God has blessed us with. Therefore, we don't see it as his resource. We see it as our stuff. Right. And And it disconnects our faith. Oh, that's good. You see, because when when I am looking to myself Mm. to provide for my needs, rather than realizing that God wants to provide more than I need so I can give to those in need. I become a channel. And this faith thing, it says, well, there's plenty more where that came from. (laughs) When I have a relationship with the Father and I trust that He is my provider, Mm. then I can give away because I know there's plenty more where that came from. And it's it's like it says in Luke 9, it says, give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Well, that's not giving to get. It's just having faith, having the understanding yeah. that if I give away, mm. God's going to refill the, the resource. Come on. And I'll be able to provide my own needs. I'll be able to continue to give others. And it's something we celebrate. It's something we don't have to yeah. do. We get to do. Yeah. Well, now you know why we brought him today. Uh, this is a passion space in his life. <laughs> and the reason he's sitting here is because I know that about him. And I brought, I just, I think what you just said there. Um, really kind of pulls back the veil on this for us, right? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes it does go back to this vertical, do we actually trust God? Right. Do we actually trust him as our provider? If we don't, then we will withhold everything. Right. Um, and when we do, we give it away freely because you said it, he is the ultimate conduit because he has no limit to what right. he can pour in and through our lives. What right. he's looking for is vessels who will do this Exact thing, store up treasure in heaven. How, how, do we, how do we live our lives in such a way to be blessings to other people? You know, and we live in a culture, you talked about this earlier, and, and Jesus addressed it. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Right. Um, and in the culture that we live in today, that, that actual terminology was actually, you cannot serve God or mammon. Yeah. And that was a, a spiritual deity of their time. They understood very clearly that yeah. word mammon. Mm-hmm. And we also understand that today. That was actually a spirit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a thought or a concept, but it's a spirit behind cultures and environments that elevate things. Mm-hmm. And we live in a culture in the United States that feeds that constantly, whether it be through social media, whether it be through television, whatever space it is, is feeding that that influence or the voice of the spirit of mammon in our lives. And Jesus right here is saying, hey, don't let that be your master. Right, right. Don't let that be what you are enslaved to. 
Kick that to the side. Live out a heart of generosity and live in a kingdom culture that says, no, 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 this isn't about me, but it's about what God wants to do in and through my life to bless other people exactly. so that the kingdom of God exactly. can go forward. You know, we don't think that in our culture we worship idols. Right. And like that, well, that was <laughs> something true. they did way back yeah. then. But you, a heart check is when somebody, especially in church, mm. begins talking about money mm-hmm. and there's a reaction. Right. When you find that resistance mm. or someone uh, gives you an opportunity to give mm-hmm. and immediately you feel your heart pulling back. Come on. Well, that's just an indicator that says, oh, we've got a we've yeah. got an issue here. So you need to take that to Jesus right. and say, Jesus, I need you to remove that from yeah. my heart because I want to be able to be free to bless. Right. And I don't want to be controlled that way. Right. And that's that that is really where what we're talking about right now is where we're shifting from the kingdom of this world to living our lives in a kingdom culture mentality, right? The kingdom culture mentality is we have a giving father, mm-hmm. therefore I I should be a giving son, yeah, right? right. Um, as opposed to our culture, which would lead us in a totally different direction. That's why we're talking in this series and really exploring what Jesus was talking about when he's talking kingdom principles. Right. And this kingdom principle of generosity is without a doubt primary to the heart of the Father. It's so central. And we can just pause in our lives as we start our days, as we're going through our days and say, Holy Spirit, what opportunities are you presenting to me today, to be generous with what you've given yeah. me in life. Yeah. What what opportunities are you giving me today to be a blessing to somebody's life? So take just a few minutes and let's talk practically. Yeah. Well, I love the the vertical hor- horizontal mm. thing. That that both need to be present. Right. We need to be prompted by the Holy Spirit, Good. and then we need to engage people. You mm. know, government wants to give out money. They mm. they dole out money, <laughs> but it's not in relationship. Right. You know, I'm on the board with Love Inc. Mm. and um, it's been so powerful to see, you know, people will come in with, with great need and, yeah. and really living in a cycle of need. Yeah. But there's something deeper than that. It's a relationship they long for. We mm. had a, a gal that was way in debt and, and um, going backwards every month. But when she wrote her post, you know, exit interview mm-hmm. type of thing, she said, I came so lonely, mm. so afraid, so hopeless. Come on. But I left feeling loved Mm. and feeling empowered Mm. and and, and able to do something. Well, it was the relationship component that's so powerful with that. And that's why I really believe in being a part of something like Love yeah. Inc. Because again, it's not just giving a twenty dollar bill to somebody on the street, or right. it's it's not giving to you know UNICEF or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's engaging the whole person. Yeah. It's 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 not just money. It's yeah. not just stuff. But it's a relationship. Huge. And, and Love Inc.'s motto is they they want to give a hand up, not a hand out. Exactly. And helping people actually take steps for church. So that you know, we we give in to Love Inc. as a, as a church, which is helping those in need in our community. Um, Pastor Rod, you guys do amazing work. Mm-hmm. I say you guys, it's a, it's us guys. We're, we're doing it together. Yeah, Fifty churches. And yeah, it's it's amazing what's taking place in just transforming families' lives Absolutely. that are taking next steps, Absolutely. and it becomes it comes because of generosity. Uh, Church, we have opportunities both locally, but also internationally. In fact, I want to tell you about one um, where we had an opportunity. We were just in the Philippines about a year and a half ago, made some amazing connections in communities there, serving local churches, helping with food outreach. Uh, But one of the islands we went to, we met a man there who was a community leader, and uh, he had uh, purchased a boat to be able to ferry kids to the islands so that they could go to school. Like Mm -hmm. most of these kids didn't even have the opportunity 
And about a year ago, they had a typhoon that went through and destroyed that boat. Mm -hmm. And so they had no way to get these kids Mm -hmm. to and from the island. And so he was trying to figure out what to do. And and we jumped in with a number of other people and have helped provide for them a boat to get these kids to and from islands to be able to get educated in church. You actually bought the engine for this boat. Many of you don't even know that. Um, But it was just an opportunity that was presented to us to be generous because of relationship. Right. And that's what it came out of was relationship with a man named Rodrigo that Jason and I got to meet. And, and we were able to purchase a, a motor for them. And now these kids get to go to and from school because of your generosity that's and because good. of opportunities that we have as a church. But we have these every day in our life. Yeah. There's all kinds of opportunities for us to reach in to make a difference in right. people's lives. It could be in your neighborhood. It could be somebody in your church, somebody who's sitting next to you right now in your house church who is in need and, and you have an opportunity to make a difference in their life. Yeah. It can be other facets of our, of our culture. You, you, you've talked a little bit about our time and yeah. serving in yes. places. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many opportunities for us to be a blessing in people's lives. Yeah. Rod, give us, give us just another thought of, of ways that we can practically make a difference in somebody's life generosity. Well, even before I say that, I just say, you know, God put me with loving for for mm. me as yeah. much as anything else. And I'd just been serving for a couple of years. Yeah. And I realized that my attitude were poor people were a problem to be solved. Mm. I thought oh, that's the way I was thinking. Mm. And the Lord just spoke to me and says, they are not a problem to be solved. They are people to be served. Come on. And it really revolutionized oh, that so whole thinking in my yeah. mind is like, you know, we've got this problem I have to fix. Yeah. But I think, you know, just looking around our neighbors, mm. you know, um, during this COVID thing, there's a, a lot of elderly people or yeah. people that are at risk yeah. that um, may need someone to go to groceries for them. Yeah. Um, just, you know, mow their lawn or yeah. just, you know, practical things, wherever your gift lies. That's yeah. the thing. God wants to connect your gift, your yeah. passion yeah. with with something that yeah. is a need. Yeah. You know, Kimber, she's the director of Love yeah. Inc. And, and she says, our one thing is, is wherever you serve, you're going to do it with joy. <laughs> and so we find the maximum place of joy. Yeah. I think that's so at the heart of God. Huge. He wants you to find a place to give huge. where you get the maximum amount of joy. That's huge. Well, you're watching online with us right now, and we're so grateful to Pastor Rod just being with us this morning. But we're about ready to transition to a moment of conversation um, for our house churches where you guys get to open this up and discuss this. What does this really look like practically in our lives? Before we do that, every week we take time uh, to just invite people to connect in the primary relationship, and that is a relationship with Jesus. And if you're watching today... Maybe you've never begun a relationship with Christ. Maybe you've never either had the opportunity or you've had lots of opportunities, but just never made that decision. We want to give you that opportunity right now to choose Jesus. He is the centerpiece to everything that we're talking about today. Um, And your life will not make sense without him. And the beauty of it is, is he did all the work. He went to the cross. He died. And the thing that separated us in relationship with God was our sin. Mm. And Jesus came in and bridged that gap with his Jesus. life, uh, being willing to, to lay it down for us. And if that's you today, and you just know you need to begin a relationship with Jesus, it's as simple as a conversation with him. Um, and oftentimes we like to get super spiritual about this. Can I just tell you, you don't even have to close your eyes. Mm. You can just have a conversation with Jesus. Yeah. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Yeah. I've sinned. I've tried to do it my way. I've failed miserably. 
Uh, but Jesus, I want to invite you to come and be yes. Lord and Savior of my life. And you can do that right now wherever you're sitting, whether you're in a house church watching online or this is months from now and you're seeing this through a YouTube channel. You can make a decision for Christ right now. We want to encourage you to do that. And when you do, you need some people to go on that journey with you. And we want to invite you to connect with River Valley Church or any local church or a person that you may know who's a Christian or a follower of Jesus so that they can help you take your next steps. But you can do that through contacting River Valley or maybe somebody that you're watching online with right now. Pastor Rob, thank you so much for being with us today you, and just uh, unpacking some of the word with us. Um, it is such an honor to be doing life and ministry <laughs> with you. Uh, you're not just somebody that we know. You're, you're a father in the faith. And I just want to thank you for this time. Will you close us in prayer Absolutely. and uh, we'll, we'll get these guys into some conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, we just, uh, we just thank you for your incredible love. Yeah. Lord, you said that while we were yet Jesus. sinners, you died for us. Yeah. Lord, I pray for every person mm. that's watching today mm. that uh, is in that process of making that decision for you. Yeah. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just draw them in. Lord, let them Mm. sense your power, your presence, Mm. your love in a very tangible way. And Lord, we just pray that they would be strongly planted and be able to move forward in their faith. Lord, thank you for your word. And God, Mm. uh, I thank you that you are the most generous being in all the universe. And Lord, you modeled something for us that's life-giving. You modeled something for us that makes life work. And so, Lord, I pray that we would hear Mm -hmm. deeply in our hearts, really hear what you are saying to us personally and how you want to apply this. Because Mm -hmm. Lord, if we are not generous people, we are missing out. We're missing out on life, we're missing out on joy, Mm -hmm. we're missing out on the privilege of participating with you in amazing Mm -hmm. ways. So Lord, give us, Lord, a spirit of generosity like we've never had before. And I pray that we would find uh, a deeper relationship Mm -hmm. with you through that. Lord, deeper connection with people. And Lord, let us connect with those who don't know you yet. Lord, by loving and serving them, mm-hmm. that they could see you. Lord, that's why we want to do it, is that they could see you and that you would be high and lifted up. In yeah. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.